welcome to the podcast for the journal Integrated Environmental Assessment and Management, better known as IEAM. I'm Jenny Shaw. Today we're talking with the guest editors of an IEAM special series that focuses on nature-based solutions. If you're not familiar with that term yet, then you're in the right place. Think of any type of infrastructure that humans use on a daily basis, from roads to bridges to massive river dams. These are all types of human-made structures, or man-made to use the archaic term, in the style that has dominated our world for more than a century. They all use lots and lots of concrete. Now, a newer, more sustainable approach is gaining steam. Today, we're speaking with the guest editors of the series to learn more. Amy Uen is a senior research scientist at the Norwegian Geotechnical Institute in Oslo, and Burton Sudell is a research biologist with the U.S. Army Engineer Research and Development Center in Mississippi. Hi, Amy. Hi, Burton. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Great to be a part of the podcast. Many of us might not actually be familiar with what nature-based solutions actually means. Can you tell us a bit more about that? I think in very, very broad terms, when you think about nature-based solutions, they're generally defined as using nature and ecological functions to broadly address societal challenges. And if I could maybe just add on to that, Burton, I would say with this definition, it's also really important, though, to acknowledge that the concepts within nature-based solutions have been in practice for decades, just using a, a different terminology, depending on the context. Uh, you have, for example, restoration, ecosystem disaster risk reduction, or, say, blue-green infrastructure in the urban uh, environment. So, Nature-based solutions as a term is often now considered as an umbrella concept, which places much more emphasis on the co-benefits and especially the multidisciplinary approach that is in fact needed if nature is going to address these societal challenges. Now, the full title of the special series is Incorporating Nature-Based Solutions into the Built Environment. So what does the built environment refer to? When we talk about the built environment, we generally refer to conventional methods using, for example, materials like concrete and steel and large rock for building breakwaters and other materials typically used in the 20th century. One of the aims of nature-based solutions, I think, would be to pivot to a different and more sustainable built environment to get away from concrete and steel and large rocks because we always lean back on the familiar, on what we've been doing for the past decades, not realizing that there are other materials, there are other ways in which we can construct our project. Sounds like a great and, and logical direction to be moving in. How have nature-based solutions been used at polluted sites? Something I think our listeners are probably keen to hear. Well, if you think of a polluted site, reducing the contaminant transport is always an important goal. And uh, you can use vegetation as a nature-based solution to, for example, minimize erosion and particle transport of the polluted soil. Uh, you can also use vegetation to reduce, say, the infiltration of rainfall and thereby minimize potential leaching. I would say good examples are probably, say, related to agriculture, 
the use of buffer strips and vegetation in riparian zones to reduce runoff of nutrients and pesticides. Um, you also have phytoremediation as a whole area, and it's another method where you use selected plant species that take up the pollutants from contaminated soil or soil pore water. However, this process does take a long time. And then there's also the issue of, say, secondary exposure to the ecosystem that needs to be considered. And have nature-based solutions been used for sites that aren't polluted to address other issues? Yes, uh, indeed. And I would say that's maybe where a lot of the focus has been. For example, for hazard reduction, you can use the, the root structure in vegetation to stabilize a slope, for example. Forests play a, a key role in this. And just in general, there's a lot of focus on using nature-based solutions in our own environments because the health benefits are quite high as well. So there's a lot of different areas where you can use nature to improve these societal challenges. Can you give us some idea of exactly what a nature-based solution looks like in practice at a site? What materials, who's involved in putting it together? What does it look like? That's a great question. And uh, I guess I really never met uh, two nature-based solutions sites that looked exactly the same. What I think I'll focus on first uh, is process. First and foremost, a successfully implemented nature-based solution project is very collaborative and very, very often multidisciplinary. This includes scientists, engineers, planners, and even sometimes landscape architects and others who are operating in a very collaborative environment, typically using structured decision-making to help solve a complicated environmental challenge. Now, these nature-based solution projects do take on multiple forms, but invariably they use nature are nature-based processes to help address the underlying engineering need. And there are many examples of what nature-based solutions look like in practice um, in the articles in the special series. So do you think that nature-based solutions can become adopted into regulations so that it can eventually become a standard approach? Uh, yes, Jenny, absolutely. And I think both Amy and I have certainly uh, ideas of how uh, this may be accomplished in practice. I think this takes on multiple forms. I think this can include and should include developing engineering guidelines and standards. From an engineering perspective, we're used to working with concrete and steel, but we need guidelines working with alternative materials. And building also an evidence base for changing practice. What is being done in practice? We need to show the evidence of how these types of approaches are being applied, and that will help advance nature-based solutions implementation going forward. But I also realize, too, that changes in policy, I think, are going to be essential going forward, because I think that's really going to help us enable the innovation and the designs that we seek for NBS. And I, I think it's maybe also useful to mention some really good examples of comprehensive evidence base uh, that exist. You have the, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Engineering with Nature Atlas, for example. 
There's a European Union Horizon 2020 Network Nature Project that has collected a very comprehensive database of nature-based solutions. When it comes to standards, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature published a global standard in 2021. It's directed towards the restoration community, but for other aspects of nature-based solutions, it's quite useful because it addresses using nature-based solutions to enhance biodiversity, which has become quite important as a, a criteria that you need to achieve. Also, with regards to policy, we have a really good example from Norway, where recently in the, um, the planning regulations for climate adaptation, it now actually specifically states that nature-based solutions are to be assessed um, when you're going to um, plan your interventions. And if they are not selected, you need to state why they have not been selected. And that, that statement has made headlines. So we're quite proud of that here in Norway. Well, that's great to hear. And that's definitely a, a forward-thinking approach. Thank you so much. We're definitely looking forward to hearing more, seeing more nature-based solutions put into practice. I hope we can all start taking a page from Norway's books. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Burton. Thank you, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jenny. It's uh, certainly been a pleasure. And uh, I, I think nature-based solutions are just getting started. And I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more nature-based solutions being applied in practice, both in, in the U.S. and globally. I hope so. You've been listening to Amy Ewen and Burton Sudell discuss their special series, Incorporating Nature-Based Solutions into the Built Environment. Access the series in the January 2022 issue of IEAM. Just go to SeaTacJournals.org. I'm Jenny Shaw, and thank you for listening to the IEAM podcast.